Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey. Now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. As I study the Word of God, I more and more am convinced that we must not take any verse for granted. See, God doesn't use fillers. Nothing in the Bible is there by accident. Everything is there on purpose. As a matter of fact, we're taught that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. And so we turn our attention again to the opening lines of the letter the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. In Philippians chapter 1, we began our study in verse number 1 where the Bible says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. And we began our study by noticing, observing that the Lord gives a number of of pairs in the opening verses. For example, we have two servants, Paul and Timothy, laboring together with God. And then we have two locations. The believers geographically were at Philippi, but they were in Christ Jesus. Well, that pattern continues, and I don't believe it's by accident. Notice the pairs that are found in the rest of these verses. And notice, secondly, not only are there two servants, there are two locations, then thirdly, there are two offices in a local church. He addresses the bishops and deacons. Now, there are many people that comprise the New Testament church. There are many members that make up the body. But there are two God-ordained offices. There's the office of the bishop. That's the pastor or the overseer, sometimes referred to as the elder of the church. And then there are deacons. The word deacon means servant. You remember the deacons began in the book of Acts when the apostles needed someone to help them care for the widows that were being neglected so that they could give their attention to the Word of God in prayer. And so may I just say to you, thank God for your pastor and thank God for deacons, men who come alongside the pastor, who help him, who labor at his side and serve the pastor and the church so that the ministry can move forward. Thank the Lord for these people God's placed in your path and in your church. And then, in addition to the two servants and two locations and two offices, he then gives two desires, two things that Paul desired for the believers. Notice the order, grace be unto you and peace. And there's a divine order to this. Grace always comes before peace. We want peace in this world. We want peace in relationships. And everybody's crying out for peace. Can I tell you the only way to have peace is first to experience grace. And the Apostle Paul says, I want you to know the grace of God in a special measure today. And out of that grace, I want you to experience the peace that passes all understanding. 
whoever you are and wherever you're listening today, could I say to you right now, this is my desire for you. I trust that the Word of God and the Spirit of God, even at this moment, will bring such a special measure of grace and peace into your life because that's the source of all true joy, the grace and peace of God. And then notice that he gives two sources. He says, Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the beautiful thing here is that the two are actually one because you can't divide God. Jesus himself said in John 10, I and my Father are one. So why would the Apostle Paul, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, mention both God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ? Here's what I believe. I believe that God is the giver and the Lord Jesus Christ is the means by which the gifts come. You see, the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good gift in my life has come from a loving, gracious Heavenly Father. But oh, don't miss this. Every good gift in my life has come by means of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a reminder that I don't deserve any of this, and neither do you. When we pray and we end our prayer in Jesus' name, that's not just a clever way to sign off or a nice way to wrap up our prayer. Oh, no, friend. In Jesus' name, that's our access. That's our authority. It is our assurance. It is the only means by which we are brought into the blessing that the Heavenly Father can give. So notice, two servants, Paul and Timothy, two locations in Christ Jesus at Philippi, two church offices, bishops and deacons, two desires, grace and peace, two sources, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, and then two duties. And what are the two duties? Paul said, I do two things. First, in verse 3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And second, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making a request with joy. Could I give you a challenge today to fulfill these same two duties? The first is thanksgiving. Be thankful. Stop right now and give God glory and praise for His goodness and mercy in your life. And then allow that thanksgiving to lead you into prayer, to true petition and supplication and intercession for others. It's interesting, but God throughout the New Testament connects thanksgiving and prayer, uh, that we're to make our prayer known with thanksgiving. These two things cannot be separated. Praise and prayer are at the source and at the heart of a joyful life. May I ask you a personal question? Are you a happy Christian today? We're talking about enjoying the journey. Are you a happy Christian today? Well, may I say to you, if you want to be a happy Christian, if you want to know the Lord's joy, enter His presence. And how do you enter His presence? We enter His presence with thanksgiving. We come into His courts with praise. We are to be thankful to Him and bless His name. And then we're to spend time with Him in the secret place in prayer. And through that thanksgiving and through that prayer, we walk through the door, across the threshold, into the life of Jesus' joy. May God in heaven help you today to learn the secret of enjoying the journey. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, 
and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey.